Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Welcome, everybody, to my independence report. And there she is, the one, the only, the irrepressibly positive-minded thing person <laughs> over there. Her name is Natasha Venter. She's a psychic medium and a life coach and can help you with whatever ails you, just like Geritol used to. I'm just kidding. How yes. are you? I'm doing good, and this is Life Between Lives, and usually we have Regan here, and usually we have Diane here, that she's a newcomer to this group, and uh, for some reason, neither of them are here, but life has been happening today, and I think we're just all doing the better we can with, you know, we just, things are just shifting and changing, and I heard from my astrologer this morning that this was going to be a big day for big shifts, <laughs> and to ride the ride. Um, do the better that you can. Don't take it personally. Do what you need to do. So, you know, we're going to do that. And I'm grateful I'm here instead of you being by yourself. So <laughs> at least we can do this. And, and you know, and, uh, you know, we kind of started today off, you know, as we talked before we come on air and, you know, and we talked about something that I think that we should talk about is how, who has a soul. Well, and I, I agree with that. But before we go there, your ast astrologer said that today was a day of monumental change. Not monumental, but there was a there's like three or four planetary shifts throughout the day that where one squares this one has a you know conjunction with another planet and she has the language i just have the understanding because i love how and janet hickox was on my show on wednesdays um and she's a great astrologer because i like how she says these big things like this planet's squaring this and this is how it applies to your life <laughs> and so she makes it where this is what's happening for those that are more astrologistic and then we have these moments where, hi, Regan, where hi. things are kind of where they're at with, um, you know, then she brings it down to reality of who, you know, well, you want to apply this into your life. You want to apply that into your life. Oh, don't take things as seriously because this is about the inner growth, not the outer growth. And so don't take it. So personally, when somebody's going through that inner growth, you know, time. And so that was kind of today's story. So uh, I was taking it as that. So come, hello, everyone. You guys came in at the same time. By, by the way, Regan, there's a ghost that's standing there behind you. Do you, do you know? Who that that ghost might be? Yes, that's Larry. Can you? That's Larry the ghost. It's Larry the ghost. <laughs> he was helping me get on here. I'm in his office right now. Oh, very nice. So, so I didn't know ghosts had offices. Yeah, ghost. Well, he does. <laughs> So, so first of all, guys, today uh, we were we were going to talk about monumental change and a couple of <laughs> Larry. Larry is going behind you, and he is uh, um, he's, he's, 
Tell him that was very clever. We that that, that was very nice. We, yeah. We, we thought that was, but Natasha was talking about monumental change. She's had one, and I've I had a couple today. And have either of you had monumental? Oh, there's another one. So three out of four, Regan. How about yourself, sir? Well, it's only four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> ain't over yet. I know. I and know. And it doesn't have to be monumental. It could be just you know just things that are happening because she was saying that there was going to be four, like four or five shifts of planets where we were going to yeah. be working through something and it was going to go through like, and we're going to be going into Mercury, going into Gemini. So with that, we're going into that shift of Mercury and retrograde and Gemini is about communication, the mind and a lot of that kind of stuff. And so she was talking about that. And I know some of this stuff because usually I'll post something on my daily post that I do that represents what she talks about the next day that the planets are going to be doing. So I do get my, um, hello there. Hi, Kamal. Uh, and, and so with that, the, you know, as we're working through things and stuff, it's amazing how shifts do happen and, and you can almost ride it by, you know, how, like I do the playground. And so you can see how people are in the morning and then how they are in the afternoon. <laughs> you know, it's just funny. It's just interesting. So, uh, Diana, what was your uh, uh, day today? I started with a um, a life between life regression that started at eight o'clock this morning, and um, we finished sort of at twelve thirty, and it was a sort of. So um, she uh, she was having problems being able to. Uh, find her way in between in the between life state and um, her her guides kept saying that she needed to be patient and persistent and just keep going and not ask for help but simply follow the guidance that she had and what and what she didn't want to do was to use the resources that she had she felt it needed to be something other than being able to check in with herself and use her uh, imagination. And so she was negating some of the information she was getting. And of course she was getting stuck. So that was, that was very frustrating. It's frustrating when you have someone who's stuck. And so she says, where's my guide? My guide isn't showing up. Well, her guide is yelling at me, you know, <laughs> tell her to pay attention, just relax. And she's getting more and more tense as so she can't feel and hear her guide. It's just relax. So we finally stopped. Um, she's in India. And so uh, when we stopped, it was one o'clock in the morning, her time. And wow. so she, she was very emotionally tired by that point. So we did go through a past life that gave her information. And we did get information from her guides that came through me that I was getting channeled to me on how she should prepare when we go in and do it again. So she's someone who learns very slowly. And so we have to do multiple sessions in order to get to what someone else might fly through. And so it just shows how individual this work is. Not everybody goes at the same speed. Not everybody is ready to hear and be open. Not everybody yeah. is, is able to perceive and receive. And so it just depends. So my other news, that was that was really 
challenging. Then I was on a defense committee for someone's master's thesis. I'm a second reader on her master's thesis. So we had that. And then my big news was my refinance on my house just went through. So I have thousands of documents to send to them in the next 48 hours. Oh, all wow. the things that they wanted and I gave to them, and now they want them all updated. So it's pretty amazing. But, yeah. So that's, it was, it's that's a good day overall. Good day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Regan, how about yourself? Now you're not at home, so you must be doing something fun. I'm still second. in LA. It's uh, since last week I've been here. Uh, I have three more days here. Um, and, uh, like I've, it's been, uh, Diana, uh, busy for me this week. Cause I had, I've had, uh, four, uh, life between life sessions in the last wow. five days. And I have another one tomorrow. So, um, it's, um, this one I had today, he just happened to, um, happened to catch my website, uh, and contacted me and he lives here in LA. And so it was perfect natural. So we did it kind of quick. And I thought I was going to do, just do a past life regression with him because he mostly was called me because he wanted a hypnotist. He, f he fell out of a window when he was eight months old, a two-story window. And it's oh, and he found that out later. And it's always bothered him, like why and what was going on. And I actually, I had never done just an age regression before, but I treated it. I did the same intake as you do in the going between lives. And... Um, and then I had him on the golden stairway, you know, going down the age and age, getting younger and younger and visiting uh, a few other, you know, when he was 21, when he was 13. And I had him go back to his youngest that he could remember. He was like three. And I said, well, we're going back even further, further back to a time when when a particular trauma might have happened to you. And then he saw himself in the as a little baby, you know, just eight months old, I guess it was a low ledge. He was the only one in the room. And he just climbed out and fell out the window, you know, but he was upset because no one was paying his two older, two older siblings weren't in the room. His mom and dad weren't in the room and he felt he was abandoned. You know, this little eight year old, eight month baby was feeling abandoned. And he was upset because his parents were yelling and screaming in the other room, you know, so, um, you know, he, he got some, at least he, he, and he believes that's probably what happened, you know, that he saw in his memory, you know, but see, I, I had to learn to not pre, I guess I had a big learning thing today because when he first walked in, he wasn't the typical <laughs> client that mm -hmm. I usually see. And I prejudged him. And like I thought, Oh, this guy's too rough to, to uh, something. And uh, you know, we're going, I'm, I'm, it's going to be hard for me to get him in, in deep. <laughs> You know, he was like, he went there and he had the most. Uh, so what I did is because his past life thing was so easy, we got to the other side. And even though I'd only booked him for past life regression, he was right there at the doorway. And I'd talked to him in an interview for an hour and a half before. So I knew a lot of stuff and knew probably what questions he'd ask if he'd prepared for that. Um, and, um, you know, uh, there was a uh, two guides that were there. But he says, well, they're not really my guides, but they're, they're, they're doing this, you know. So we followed him and they put him in a place of rejuvenation because he had been, just been in his past life. He had a, um, an explosion went off in a war and he died of shrapnel wounds. Um, and so he, I, I said, can you go someplace to be rejuvenated? He found himself in a real comfortable room with a real comfortable bed. And I said, well, just rejuvenate and I'll have you tell me what's going on. As soon as you through, let me know and we'll record what happened to you. And then during that time when he was silent, his his 
all these people just showed up in his room that he had issues with his mom. Um, she had to, and found out that his mom is actually his guide. You know, that that was her, his spirit guide was his actual mother and not the two people that just, you know, welcome to come. But he just, he had everything I asked him immediately, immediately. He just knew. And this is when people that are listening to this, if you do a life between life thing, uh, a session where you actually go to a past life and then go to where you go between lives, which some people call heaven. Um, sometimes it's so easy for people that they can't believe it. And so they want to not believe it because it was too easy. But aren't you surprised, Diana, how easy it is for people? It is uh, for the vast majority of people. It's easy. Yeah. Um, uh, people get preconceived notions about what it should be. And that, yeah. those those tend to get in the way. But when they let go of those and simply experience without trying to overthink it, that it's yeah. very easy. And they're experiencing something and they are so surprised they're experiencing this or hearing yeah. this or getting feedback. Well, I have to tell you something that was interesting for the first time. We got I got talking to his higher self, which people, when, when listening to this again, if you're in this high state, you actually merge with your higher self, which is the part of you that's always in heaven, always in the afterlife. And um, boy, did he get a he 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 got really chewed out by his higher self because he had all these health problems. He had he has um, you know diabetes and um, uh, and um, well, I, I, I'm just thinking I'll just keep it quiet. But he had like four different diseases going on. He's like 67, and his higher self just says, "Well, what'd you expect with the choices you made, man? You know." <laughs> Because we asked, I asked for a healing if the, if the, because uh, his higher self kind of uh, looked at his body and and said this one problem he has pretty much cleared up, didn't have to worry about. And I said, could you do a healing on any of the other? And it said, no, nope, he's kind of got to live with it because this is, this is what he has to go through. And this is from, for him to learn to make better choices. So, um, you know, it's not always um, where you'll just get up there and get a healing. Sometimes you get it like, well, what do you expect? And and now, why don't you try to do better? You know. And what so can you learn from it? Yeah. Well, it sounds like the two of you had some very exciting things happen today. Natasha had a little bit more of a sad. Yeah. Day. What happened to you, Natasha? What happened? Well, no, it's not necessarily sad. It's just you know, in my world, I know what has souls and what doesn't, and. Um, I had to take down two trees that oh. were have been in my life for a very long time. One I look out the window and bless every morning. <laughs> and you know, the woodpeckers and the bugs got to it, and it's a birch tree and they don't live very long anyways. But you know, this is something that I watch the squirrels dance through and, and play and that kind of stuff. So um, I'm choosing to look this way because <laughs> this way I told the guy, don't take them down on Monday or Wednesday. <laughs> and of course. Monday. So that's always my luck. You know, it's like, you know, it's like put a challenge in front of me and I will persevere through it. You know, so today we were down somebody to, I had to take somebody else's group today because she wasn't there. Her sub wasn't there. And, and then, you know, it's like, it's just been, it's just been one of those things. And when you're working with, you know, a hundred kids on the playground, it's just, you know, what fires are you going to put out? <laughs> So it was just that kind of a day. And then come to find out the two trees came down today. It kind of brought tears to my eyes, but I persevere through. So it's Man. a thing. It's a well, thing. But I asked the trees. I talked to the trees. And I and they said they were willing to come down. But I didn't get to say my goodbye. 
So. And that, that brings us to the point of do, and this might be a little controversial, but uh, do soul or do trees have souls? If you listen to Natasha, yes, they do. What's your guys' opinion? Yeah, you want to go first, <laughs> I, I feel that that um, that energy is differentiated in different ways, yeah. and we're we're all part of the one energy, the God energy, and we're all part of this one energy, and we manifest in different ways, mm -hmm. at higher vibrations, at lower vibrations, and so because we're all living beings, some are are more sentient than others. Um, I would think a tree is probably more sentient than a rock. They seem to respond differently. Um, <laughs> you know, they both hurt if you hit your foot against it. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it depends upon the rock too, whether it's exactly. a crystal or or whatever it is. So. Rocks call us two legger movers. So <laughs> yeah. no, they're slower. Their their time yeah. warp is different. Yes. Uh, and and so they move in in a different energy flow than than humans do, but we're all part of the energy. And even though we might be the tiniest particle of energy, we still are all part of the God energy, which is why we're all connected. Mm -hmm. And so our form that we manifest in is for learning, whatever that form is that we learn in that form. So I, I think we're all, we all have energy, whether you call that a soul in the way that humans call it a soul, I don't know. I mean, my experience is I mm -hmm. have run across clients who have been animals in previous existence and who have <clears throat> gone back to previous lives as animals and have had learning out of those forms. And so um it's it's not a value judgment the form that you're in it's a learning opportunity if you are if you manifest in something other than a, a true energy state a pure energy state yeah what helps me understand it is um because we're energy just like our soul comes you know if you figure we have the solid body and the, the soul can just enter it and leave it okay well it can do that with any any form you know like if it wants to have a you know, go on to little R and R for a while and rest in a rock or something. You know, it can, but then it can leave just like it leaves uh, the body. So, as energy, it can kind of embody in anything, and it does depend on the experience. I know um, one person actually did this in a dream, um, where he he woke up and he was a puppy in a pet shop, and um, every time the owner would leave. He just, the anxiety, the separation anxiety was overwhelming. And he's here in this cage in the store. And he, he then, you know, in the dream, he, so he got to experience what it was of what dogs go through sometimes when they, when they feel like, you know, we're leaving them and the, and how horrible that is for him. Well, it gave him just empathy for dogs from that on. And, and also for people that are alone and how that feels. So it was just like a lesson that just was a momentarily one. But by being in that in that dog for that night or in that dream, uh, it gave him a lesson, you know. So uh, I think we, we still have a lot more research to do in that in that aspect, too, to find out um, what's going on. Although I did have a client this week, one of my other ones, one of the highlights, again, was one or two dogs who are still alive in this life, but the soul part of them was there. And um, I told her, I said, well, ask the dogs how you're doing. Is there any way that you can uh, 
uh, like uh, and anything you could be doing better. And one of the dogs says, I could use a little more attention. You know, says you're giving the other dog too much attention and I'm feeling left out. So I think when she sees her pets and she goes home, she's going to be sure and give that other dog a little more attention, you know. So that yeah. was kind of beautiful. I like that. It was a good part of the session. Well, Regan, I'm glad to see that you're so busy. You know how I know you're so busy is because you haven't shaved. What's up with that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, hey, I'm going to look like a professor this week because Patty, who I live with, she hates beards. So I'm, I'm gone for 10 days, so I get to be Mr. Beard. <laughs> and I'll, I'll shave when I get home. She'll go, what's that? What's that on your face, you know? Oh, I have to tell you an update on Tony. Um, for people that are just watching this later, we had a uh, we had a uh, <laughs> another and, ghost. <laughs> yeah, another ghost. There we go. Okay, that's that's Carrie. Remember when she was on the yeah. show? Yes. Okay, yes, I'm, yes. That's, I'm with her. She's just waving, saying hi. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, um, when I was in Vegas last week. And I was there with uh, E-Love, who's a rapper that's just about to be installed into the Rapper Hall of Fame. And I was with the the uh, leader of the, he's the last full-blooded uh, Sequan Indian. Everybody else is mixed blood right now, but he's the last full-blooded there who was ahead of the casino down that they have in, in their, the Sequan tribe. Uh, he's retired now. His son's taken it over. And then um, one of the people that ended up just being there or something was uh, Stacy, who is from the Disney family. Um, her name was Stacy Disney for anybody watching. Um, and she, she was with a play, uh, uh, with, um, a playboy bunny at one time and, um, playboy model. And she's had a, a, a big career as being a, a, you know, a very beautiful woman and been all over the world, not a bunch of TV shows and everything. And, uh, she was, um, in her late forties now and realizing it was time for her to change. So she, uh, it was, it changed her occupation to, to some hobby that she had, which was great, but she was helping Tony with getting some health products into this Tony's project. So I'd leave. Oh, and then there was the guy that was the ice cream magnet there. He made all his money in New Zealand, opening up ice cream shops there. And he'd use that money to buy all these mansions or he's turning into health spas, you know, and then there's me sitting there, the guy that helps people go to heaven and back. So it was, <laughs> we were laughing about, it was like, a, it could be a sitcom or something, you know, the rapper and the, 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 yeah, the, 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 the religious group. guy and the playboy model. It was almost like Gilligan's Island, you know? <laughs> kind of well, um, so I checked in, um, last about the, just after I got off with you guys in the middle of last week, I said, Tony, what's going on? And he emailed me back and he said, Stacy had a big party. For, she called uh, 25 of her best friends and she made them dinner and everything like that. And then they wondered where Stacy and went out in the room and she was lifeless in the living room. And they had the um, uh, paramedics come and did the paddles on her. They got her back to life. They ended up putting her in a life support. And then just, um, I'm kind of getting a little emotional about it, but they, um, <clears throat> yeah, she, they took her off life support two days ago. Mm. And, uh, so it just shows you, you know, when it's time to go, it's time to go, you know. And uh, Tony was really distraught. And some people are saying, Tony, it's your fault and everything, because she spent like two weeks with Tony and, and Kim and just having the time of her life. And uh, all these people that were there and, you know, we just, I don't know if they're going to do an autopsy or what the fam, they're, they're taking her back to Kentucky. That's where the, I guess, Disney was from, you know, back there or something. But just what a beautiful soul she was and everything and just gone just like that. But here's the thing that Tony, he called me up last night and he said, Tony, I believe all the stuff you're doing. You're not going to believe Stacy is with us. And I said, what do you mean? 
he says at this one mansion in Vegas where they're at, after she passed away, this dove out of nowhere shows up <laughs> on the fence. And Tony just instinctively says, is that you, Stacy, or something? The dove, he went right up to the dove. It wouldn't leave. It didn't leave the whole day. Then they took off the next morning to go to the other mansion, which is about 20 minutes away. And the dove followed them and showed up at the house, mm -hmm. the same dove. So um, he says, man, it's, it's, uh, it's got to be Stacy telling us that she's okay. Yeah, you it know? wasn't her, but, but a lot of times the animals are, re are, are representation of family members. And yeah. so a lot of times the the animal will go up, up on and beyond being the animal and say, and the spirit will say, or the guide who is with that, that person who's crossing over will send something like that, like a butterfly or a dove, okay. or there's something that they will collect. And this animal will come up beyond what it normally does and honor itself for that moment. Yeah, letting the person know that it's it's just saying that Stacy's all right. Natasha, yeah. do, you, do you can you pick up anything at all? Like on her, her name was. Uh, yeah, no. Um, she she had something medical going on. I, and, I think she did. And and um and there was something I feel like that um, I don't I I'm getting that it wasn't like in the heart valve, but it was somewhere kind of you know, maybe somewhere in the, the, the sequence between around the hearts, you know, where things kind of like, I don't want to call it an aneurysm, but it oh. was kind of acted like an aneurysm. That's what they said she died of an aneurysm. And, See? and, um, and with her, she knew somewhere in her, and I'm not going to say that this is a conscious knowing, but there's a lot of people know when they're going to be coming to an end of their life. Mm -hmm. And life brings them into a magical moment, you know, where, where laughter and fun and all this thing happens. It's kind of like right before people die, they say, you know, my grandfather, he got up and he went to dinner with us and he did this and this and this, and then he was dead by the next morning. It yeah. was like, there, there's something about the soul arising to be its magical self before it has to cross over. And, and it, it's, it's a crosshairs because every time that I hear someone's getting better and I'm like going, Oh no, <laughs> you know, it's like, because I know that, that it's the peak before the, the final, you know, the final moment. And, and that's where things happen. And she, she knew she was going to go within reason. There was a part of her, her soul was talking with her and, and letting her know that this was part of it. She did yeah. not have pain when she left. Her soul was taken before she left. She yeah. did, and it happened so fast. It, yeah, it, I think it was really fast. They couldn't have done anything, and so it, it's nothing that anybody did. It's kind of like when you know, like we had somebody, Kevin and I had somebody who we know who passed, and and they blamed it on COVID. But yet at the same time, I think that that person had a situation, and COVID just hurried it up. So there's sometimes yeah. things happen where I think she just had something that popped. And for lack of a better word, and I'm not going to call it an aneurysm, yeah. but something just popped. Yeah, but it's well, funny you know, when it just happens that way, and we all know Tony in a way. So in a way, you can see how effective it's all just, just what his, you know, in his walk and what he's going through, you know, mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> um, yeah. So but you know what I like about that, Regan, was that prior to talking with Natasha, prior to talking with you, 
Tony no more would have thought about a dove sitting on a fence being representative yeah. of a friend that had passed than flying yeah. the balloon. And, and so what you did is you opened up his uh, belief structure so that it could it could benefit him to see that dove and to, to take it for what it was. Yeah, I mean, he was excited. He just, he says, no one's telling me. He says, Regan, I can tell you everything thinks I'm crazy. But he says, I just, I just felt it. You know, I said, yep. You know, that was her. And uh, Valerie now, who was on the show a few weeks ago now, mm -hmm. she just got back from Vegas. Um, she was, you know, she rushed there because uh, uh, since v Valerie's talked to us, uh, she's been removed from the company. You know, her husband wanted a divorce. And uh, so she's now left with, without a job. And Stacy was her rock here was going to help her get into show business because Stacy mm -hmm. knew all the people. So that's been pulled from under her now. And then she lost this friend who she just reunited after 18 years. They were friends way back and they were getting really close again. So she's coming by tonight at seven o'clock and I'll either do a session for her, um, <clears throat> just a regular therapy session for her just to, to try to help her. Cause she's, <clears throat> she's got to feel like, my God, my whole life has just been ripped from under me, you know? And I want her to see that's probably going to end up being a good thing. Cause I think when this is all said and done, the universe is trying to get her to, you know, be somewhere that she's not, you know, get her out of her old rut or something, you know? Yeah. A lot of times life will bring us down a path. Hi, Bev. Um, bring us down a path and then something will, will kind of just stop us, you know, and, and derail us to move us where we need to go. And, you know, when you really look at what is this here to teach me? What is this here to do with me? Where is this going to go with me? You know, that when we can do that, it's amazing how life brings us to where we're at. It's yeah. kind of like my parents passing led me to being this, you know, yeah. led me being because I've always been intuitive. But it was like, OK, Natasha, it's time for you to get out there because my grief woke me up. And yeah. that's the thing about life. It's just amazing where we can go. But she's going to be, you know, she's going to be fine once she gets her footing. Yeah, it's, it's I think she will, just, too. It's almost like somebody um, who is has a, a wound and they want to take the bandage off carefully. And what's happening is the bandage is getting ripped off. Mm -hmm. So it's all coming off at once. It seems like it worse. it's worse than it is, but it's all coming at once. Yeah. Um, and so instead of being a slow, long, painful transition, she's being forced into it and through it uh, more quickly, um, which is in the long run can be less painful than agonizing for years in an almost place. Yeah. Well, and so I think I, didn't I didn't I tell her that there was going to be something that was going to be coming up that was going to shift yep. for her. Yeah, and I, that yeah. it, her path was, yeah, there was something that I said that was going to come. I couldn't name it and claim it, but because mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily her thing, but it was what affected her. So right. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. 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 So what a week, huh? You know, yeah. like we see all these people's lives that we, we know and, you know, even just through the show here. And it and that's what we're here for. If people want to chime in. If anybody's out there listening, they have a something they want to ask Natasha or or Kevin or myself or Diana, you know, we'll try to do the best we can. You're getting four, four different perspectives here. And sometimes Kevin, I love your, um, you should, you know, it's like, we, Kevin, you're <laughs> like half a medium and, and half a, and, and, you know, a life between life's therapist. I think you have a good <laughs> sense because the way you, you have, you have, you have um, just a, a good inner sense of things, I think, you know, 
So well, you know, it's interesting because listening to you guys and, and I've been doing this for a while. And so a lot of mediumship, a lot of um, studying with Michael Newton stuff. It's interesting. I had a, I did a podcast last week and it's up on, on the podcast and it's with two ladies. One couldn't be there, but the other lady and they were talking, we were talking about energy and, and, and stuff. And I was chiming in and I, and I mentioned my story of, the big shift for me happened when I picked up journey of souls mm -hmm. and, and the, the gal I was talking to goes, Oh yeah, <laughs> because it was that book. If you, if you just pick it up and read it, please, it can change everything about how you view what's actually going on and stuff. And so I just, you know, and, and I love listening to you guys. It just, it's the, this is worth just doing just to listen to you guys talk about it. <laughs> it really is. Well, I think we all have a good time. Yeah. Oh, also too, uh, Diana, um, I, I guess it's, I don't know if I end up getting elected to the, uh, being, uh, in charge of public engagement, strange things are happening. Like I just, uh, somehow found out about, uh, uh Richard Martini. Are you familiar with Richard Martini? Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh, so I've been reading a couple of his books the last few nights. I've been staying up to three or four in the morning reading. And it's amazing. Um, Richard Martini uh, found out about the Newton uh, thing and he became so interested. He started doing his own research. So he's uh, filmed like, like over 30, maybe even more now sessions from uh, a number of different. He, he chose a number of different uh, Michael Newton therapists because he wanted to make sure he was, you know, he's a skeptic. He was covering all the bases. And he says after about 20 sessions or something, I'm starting to realize everybody's saying the same thing about the afterlife. There's just got to be something to this and that. And then he even um, had a couple when he, he did, he's gone under four times to visit the afterlife, did life between life sessions. And he even had some trick questions he threw in there trying to throw the other side and they got answered. So he's become a real believer in this. And uh, uh, he's even, he's even become quite of a therapist himself, but he's been he, in his book, he's talking about he invites people to a coffee shop and he gets them really calm, just talking to them like they'll talk about, oh, a dream they had or something. He starts asking the right questions. And before you know it, they're having like a life between life session without even having a formal induction, you know. And he says it's all about asking the right questions and your subconscious mm -hmm. seems to be able to just pick up the slack. Because mm -hmm. probably just like what you're doing, Natasha, where somehow you, you just get the right question asked and then people just see these images. You yep, know? exactly, so, exactly. Because yeah. there's, I do a meditation where we, um, I go through a, pro, uh, a quick process of getting there, and then we go into this one section of the body, the you know, like the heart's you know center, and we go into a basement of the heart, or we go into another door mm -hmm. behind the heart, and then we go in, and they say, "Oh, I don't see anything." I said, "Just turn around slowly. There's something that's going to pop out for you." You know, and it, so it puts that idea in their mind. I'm not putting in that they're what it is because it's up to them. But I say, oh, wait a minute, it's shiny. Is it? Is there's a bright light around it? You know, it's like, and they kind of go, oh, you know. So I get these images, and then they add on, and then oh, it's this, and then you know, and then we go a little further, and there's a lot of times there's a lake in this meditation, and is there something coming out of the lake? And they go. Oh, yeah, it's a because I know that this is the whole journey of why we're there because I'm intuitive, you know. Yeah. And so I kind of lead them down the path because a lot of times, you know, we are so stuck in what we want to believe in 
that it stops us from being able to see. And that's the one thing that I want people to know that there's so many people walking through grief right now. Why yeah. can't I know hear my family members? Why? Because we're so stuck in that emotional state that we're not able to process through. And I'm going to even say for me, you know, it took me almost a year before I talked with my mom after she passed where my dad was like, boom, 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 boom. You know, because there was something about her energy and my energy being stuck, you know, where we, we were just missing each other. Well, you know, it took my dad, me walking down my metaphorical stairs and my dad pulling my mom into the view saying, see, it's safe to do it. <laughs> you know? And so that's how we started communicating. You know, so mm -hmm. it's just one of those things that that as we open up, like your friend that you just did, he's very intuitive. He's just been stuck in not believing that he's intuitive because of, for one, what he learned being a male, you know, that yeah. he couldn't be what he heard or felt because it was, I don't want to say beaten out of him, but, you know, kind of, you know, don't believe what you hear because he would always see spirits. But yeah. then he shut it down, and now he's that's why he can move so quickly because he got out of the way, he got out of his mental way. Yeah, you know, what I like about it a lot is that last week, uh, Natasha was talking to me about my brother who passed away in uh, in October and my father who passed away 10 years ago. And in, in Journey of Souls, they make it clear that you have a soul group, an inner soul group, and you have an outer soul group. The inner soul group, now correct, you two are the experts, so correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. the inner soul group has anywhere from 3 to 20 people in it. Mm -hmm. And then the outer soul group can have as many as 1,000 um or, or a much larger number and and natasha said when i said are they talking she said and i quote that no well they are but he they he my dad is part of his outer group of a much larger group than than not necessarily his inner soul group i get that confirmation from medium after medium after medium after session after session, that that is the way it is. And it's not even, to my mind, it's not even a, a um, um, not even a doubt in my mind anymore because it's it's just like the same thing happens to you guys when you do a, a reading or a, a life between live session. It happens over and over and over again. And these people don't know each other. This yeah. is all stuff that they're just discovering, and you already know what's going on with it because it's real. It's yeah. true. That's what's really happening. Well, and, and down here is kind of a shadow of up there because look at look at all of our lives right now. We have people that we're really, really, really close to, and we have we have probably maybe a hundred peripheral friends. Maybe you see them once every five years, or they're just you know someone that just came in and out of your life pretty quick, you know, but you still remember them and that. So it's kind of the same down here too. You know, we have a. We have our, our tight group, our family group, and and then spreads out from there, you know, until, you know, uh, until we have all these acquaintances and things. So and they're all part of our life and all important, you know. I mean, some people I've had some people say, like I had one guy and in his soul group, his music teacher showed up and he hadn't thought of him since he was a little kid. And he would have never wrote him down as being part of a soul group. But then when his music teacher showed up on the other side and said hi to him and everything, he realized what an influence that that yeah. teacher had on him that shaped his life. But because he wasn't family, he was just, you know, a music teacher. It's he influence. didn't uh, realize it's the importance the, of that. 
it's the influence that people have on us that it could be just even a day, but that day altered our life. And that's our soul group. Like my mom and dad, I know they're both past. Um, they're in the same soul family. But when I just take a snapshot of my mom and my dad, they don't really spend that much time together on the other side because my dad is, um, he's a soul like I am where it's like, when we get over there, it's we're worker bees, you know, it's like we're helping somebody on this, you know, place or that place or that kind of thing. My dad's laughing. Um, and my mom has a different journey. You know, she has more of a, you know, let me take care of the people who are coming in that need a little bit of counseling as they come in. Where my dad is like, he can be, you know, in another planet or he can be in India or, he can, you know what I mean? It's like, he's all over the place because that's his soul journey. But yet at the same time, he pops in, you know, just me thinking about him, he pops in like that. So it just depends on where we're at. But I always told people, my dad on this planet, he had one foot in this world being human and one foot in the spirit world. So, mm -hmm. you know, he was ready to cross over when he crossed over. It was amazing how quickly things moved when there's he all, did. There's also, um, um, Michael talks about groups that are specialty groups. So you have your soul group that you go around with and the people that you that you create contracts with, that you're doing things with in a lifetime. And then there are those who are focused on a service or a mission or a goal. And I've had a number of people, especially very old souls, go back and their soul group has pretty much disbanded because they're old souls. But the, he has a group of those who are doing the same kind of service as he. So that happens a lot, that people begin to shift and they make choices and they find their service and they find what they're meant to do. And he's a teacher. And so he said, all of us are teachers and there are some that we're teaching, but they're really old souls too. And, and so all of us in our specialty group are teachers. He, and he said, there's really nobody left now that I, I don't communicate with a whole soul group that a soul was born into. So groups are, we move through lives together to learn together and we make contracts together. And so it could be someone who is close to us or someone not close to us. So that's why when you take someone into a past life and you ask them, is this person someone in your current life they can say no, and yet it's a person very close to them in a past life. So sometimes we incarnate with a person and other times we don't, depending on what the lesson is. And so we don't always incarnate with the one soulmate that we have, because it may be important for our growth and for their growth for us to incarnate separately or for one not to incarnate. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's the soul goes on its own path and pulls in other other souls and has contracts with them to achieve yeah. goals. And one thing that was kind of interesting today with my client, when I, his mom and dad uh, didn't get along too good down here, but um, he saw both of them and they were together. So they're getting along up there and he goes, oh yeah, they're, they're really good. I says, are they, are they married? Are they together up there? And he goes, oh no, you, you're not married up here. You know, he said, we're all friends. You know, we all love each other because, and that was, he just said that, you know, and I went, yep, that's kind of how it is. It's like, you know, it's not, not exactly marriage, but it's, it, we're still in love and as close as we are, you know, like you have your favorites who you're closest to. So that was interesting. 
Well, and, and it's kind of like my dad, my mom and dad, you know, they, they're very much, the three of us have, have interwoven times where, I mean, I can be my dad's guide in one lifetime and he does the life and then I'm vice versa. But I can tell you that my dad and I were, we would finish each other's sentences. So we were so intertwined. So with that, that our souls do a lot of the same work on the other side where my mom doesn't, but yet we come together in lifetimes to do work together. Um, and it could be just this or that, but I can tell you the difference in my mom's spirit path and my mom and my dad's spirit path. It's, it's, it's day and night, not bad or good. It's just day and night on, on differences. And that's the thing that, that we wonder why some people don't get it here on the planet. Well, it's because their souls aren't meant to get it here on the planet at that lifetime. And so it's just interesting to walk through life and kind of to get that, that knowing of where things are and, and what to do. It just, I, I do a lot of sessions with someone who, yeah, he's, you guys have been through lifetimes together, but this time he's your guide. You know, it's like, oh, well, no wonder I felt like I had someone who loved me so much on the, you know, who was helping me out. You know, mm -hmm. we just never know. Question for the two of you when you and Natasha, feel free to interject too. Uh, when you are um, doing a life review and a life between lives session, and the soul appears to be a younger soul, how many lifetimes will that younger soul have had, or is it the, is it the experience that they have created or not created over time, which dictates their level of of, of being uh, the level of expertise uh does that make any sense at all yeah so souls learn through uh some souls learn faster than others and learn more in a lifetime than others so someone i'll just you you know make something up so someone could have lived two people could have lived 10 different lives two souls could have lived 10 lives one could have learned a lot and another could have learned not very much and created a lot of baggage for themselves and and not learn through it so you have people learning souls learning at different progressions um, the people and who we work with and the souls we work with tend to be mid-range to older souls and that's because when you're a kid you're not reflective you aren't looking back you're still creating your own mess you haven't figured things out enough so you're simply experiencing and you're not being analytical and reflective and looking back. And so I tend not to find people who are young souls. And if I do have people who are coming to me that relate to this, chances are they're, they're coming and they need to do work in this lifetime. And I don't take them between lives. That I tend to take old souls and mid-range souls between lives because they are ready to go there. Um, yeah. I, ha I had someone recently um, who is very challenged in this lifetime and it's and she is still stuck in a lot of the things of this lifetime and isn't able to move out of those things yet. And so I don't see her as a very old soul. She's not someone that I see as a good candidate for doing between life work. I don't see the reflection there. I don't see that ability yet. Um, maybe this lifetime will open her to that, but I don't see that. And you have to be in a place where you can have had sufficient experience to be able then to look back and analyze it, you know, but 
but young souls haven't learned how to do that yet. It's like kids. Kids don't know how to analyze what they're doing. They're just trying to figure it out. You know, they're not analytical. They're they're just trying to figure out why something is. Yeah. Haven't you found out too, Diana, when people are in that state, uh, in that deep state, and, you know, you think because of the ego, if there's ego involved and you said, okay, I want you to tell me or have the guides tell you, are you a beginning, intermediate or advanced soul? And we think with most people's egos, they would always say, well, I'm an advanced soul, you know, but you can tell on the other side when they, because some of them, they think about it for a little bit and then they, and then they give you an, their opinion, but it's always very modest, you know, um, but I do find most of my clients when I've asked that question have said that they were kind of intermediate or, or advanced. And you can almost tell by the ease at which they do things. And even when they walk in the door, some people, they just have that, you know, that's something about them. You go, wow, this is a really evolved person here, you know, but that's where today I made that mistake when he came in and I'm going, oh, I don't know, you know, and he surprised yeah. me. Yeah. You can't always tell I'm working with, um, a family of people and and the daughter is probably the most evolved soul yeah she's probably the oldest the father is very evolved um and the wife is also but she is struggling because she has heard their experiences from them and is trying to do do what they did as yeah. opposed to simply exploring her own journey and not being open. And that's what it, it takes is to be open to your own journey and your own experience, as opposed yeah. to, to ex, it's like you read the Newton books and say, I want that one. It's like looking at pictures of haircuts and saying, I want that haircut and, and finding out it doesn't look good on you. Yeah. Um, so we're not trying on somebody else's life. We're having to learn what our own journey is about. And, and old souls do not necessarily show up in a lifetime remembering they're old because we we have amnesia when we come into a life and so you may be you know very you know seeming like you have no soul and it's because you haven't connected um you just haven't connected with that part of you but this family these people are so different from each other and yet they are all very old souls who have been brought together to learn from each other and and they're getting to the end of their experience and they're having to have deep deep experiences so they were put together genetically with a group of very old souls so on a body memory the body lineage and the genetic lineage is all very old as well it's a very old lineage and so there's a constancy <laughs> in the in the lineage that's that is added on to whatever is going on on a soul level yeah but Natasha. What? <laughs> oh no! Go ahead. You were going to no, finish. I would no. I was just going to. Uh, in your work, do you does that ever come up, or is it as as Regan said that a lot of people said, "Oh no, no, no! I'm a very old soul. <laughs> I'm older than dirt, and and uh, so I've been." But I'm coming. Do you find that there are different soul levels in your work? Oh yes. Oh yes. And I agree that that we have you know, times where, you know, like for me, I pop, I, my soul is very um, educated, I'm going to call it, because of the way that I interact with when I'm not in body and when I do. But I'm going to add on that going back to knowing when I, my soul was plunked from the source, I'm going to call it, 
that that source has always been willing to give a soul life. So there's there's times when for us when there's the beginning people who energies that were plucked from source and given souls and those are the the old souls i'm going to call it you know even though we've lived lots of lives but we're the old souls because we were first plucked it's not that we were more special it's just we were the first ones coming off and then you have the ones that are more recent you know in the time of non-time <laughs> You know, that's a bigger picture uh, story there. But, you know, there's these different times where there's been source that said, oh, it's time for this new soul to be. And it's not it's not like giving birth, but it is like giving birth. It's like here. It's time for the a soul. It, it's source says I have a calling for this being to be started. And it just depends. And some of us are, you know millions of zeons years old because that's when source decided to say that this is you and you know and we you can tell when that person has that kind of soul because of the way that even if they come in not knowing there's just something that their life just becomes teaching you know because they just walk into that path you know mm -hmm. there's always that teaching moment you know that you know, kind of like for me, you know, in a way that I can be walking from outside to in a room, still be outside and outside having an, a witness of what I'm doing in another room at the same time, watching myself having this conversation, deciding I should have said that differently. Maybe I should fix that now. And, and having a conversation as I'm watching myself doing all this stuff because my soul has has an idea on how to manage itself in different dimensions at different times. And so it, it's been kind of an interesting walk for me. <laughs> Just kind of getting the mind wrapped around what the soul can do. They do have medication for that, you know. <laughs> I, I know. If people knew a lot of what was going on in here, they put me somewhere that I it wouldn't be a good place for me. But that's why I had to learn to have my voice because I have been told in too many lifetimes that my truth was not a truth. Yeah. And I was damaged from that. Yeah. You know, so I was, it took me a little while to get a voice. That's why I was so shy and quiet at the beginning of my life because I was so closed up saying, I can't be who I want to be. But now it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I asked, uh, I had my client today ask about COVID too, just to, you know, because we've all been doing that on the other side. And um, I said, ask him, you know, what's this deal with the COVID going around? And, what he was just told and he knew immediately he says it's it's um just something we have to go through it's a balancing it's actually helping gonna eventually kind of clean things out and, and heal things you know even though it's taken people but it's like he said it was like uh, necessary for mm -hmm. this planet right now you know to go through it so now that was interesting too and i also i did the michael newton um little trick today i had him hold up i said if someone held up a mirror to you what do you look like and he said he was he saw himself as a mixture of orange, yellow, and oh, I forget the other color right now. There was these three colors. That's how he was seeing himself as energy, you know, when he held up a mirror. And the people in his soul group, I says, how he said, Oh, they're all here, they're all my friends. And I said, How how do they look? You see them in bodily form? And he goes, No, no. He said, They're globes. You know, but he just again, you know, that's what makes this life between life experience so real because 
you know, if you're just making something up, you're not going to imagine you're on the other side and you're going to see, you know, a ball of light, you know, that you're going to be under recognize who that soul is through, you know, through that. But um, so it was very, very interesting. And just how quickly he was had the answers, you know. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, Natasha, how might they do that? You can reach me at angelicclarifications.com or um, Natasha at angelicclarifications is my email. And she's here every Monday and Wednesday at four o'clock. Four o'clock. Last, yes. w- last Wednesday, I couldn't be here. She did a beautiful job. <laughs> I did. And I was so proud of myself. Me and technology. I have struggled with technology my whole life. I mean, you know those key fobs? My, my car for 10 years, I have gone through probably a, a battery every year. <laughs> so me and technology i actually within a half an hour was able to get on and do what what kevin's been doing i was so proud of myself <laughs> Yay. she did she did a really nice job she did i was so very proud of myself. When, you, when you're home or when you're in la i suppose how does somebody get a hold of you if they want you to work with them uh, i'm sorry did you just say regan <laughs> yes yeah. on the road well you can get a hold of me i have it on the screen there visit the afterlife.com and um, as Diana will tell you, both of us are uh, work for the Newton Institute, where we're facilitators for the Newton Institute certified uh, to carry on Michael Newton's work with helping people go into a, a deep state of relaxation or trance, as you might call it. And we found that everybody, if you can fall asleep and wake up, you can be get into the state. It's very, very easy. Um, you know, over 90 percent, some people have a higher rate than that are successful in visiting a past life and then actually going where you go between lives where you can get questions answered, uh, speak to relatives that have passed on. There's just, um, that's just the tip of the iceberg over there. So uh, you can get hold of me through visittheafterlife.com. Actually, I gave out 17 free books last week, um, uh, eBooks that I sent to people that were requesting free books. So that's good. Um, and there's a, there's a, um, a book I have on there called Reincarnation is Real that I'm giving away right now. So, if, uh, and I probably will in the future too. If you happen to see this in the future, go to my visittheafterlife.com and just request it, and I'll I'll send you an ebook. So that's how you get a hold of me. What about you, Diana? I'm at uh, sfbayregressions.com. That's my my deep trance website. It's usually pretty deep in there, and uh, I'm uh, I can also be found on the Newton Institute website. So newtoninstitute.org is a good place place to look because all of our therapists are listed at the locate a therapist function. And you can just put in your country and and, uh, look for somebody, you could put in a language. Uh, We have therapists in 48 countries who speak 25 languages. Not everybody speaks all 25, but you know, (laughs) but there are, therapists in a number of different countries and many are working online now the pandemic has brought us online and so even if you're not in the same location as either regan or i we both uh, you know see clients so contact us and i'm i do hypnotherapy i'm a reiki master and i do uh deep trance work and just give me a call i'm always happy to explain this journey and to help people try and figure out what it is you want to do for you. It's an yes. individual journey. It's your path. It's not somebody else's path. And how you go about it sometimes takes a little 
negotiating with yourself to get started. So be open to that because it's, it's worth it. Definitely worth it. I just want to say that, did you guys realize, and I don't know that you do, this show is 20 years in the making. I have wanted to have put together a psychic medium and hypnotherapist from the Newton Institute since I read Journey of Souls 20 years ago. <laughs> and so this has taken a while to get done. And I think, and if the people that are listening, if you want to chime in and, and tell us what you think, that would be great because I think this, I, this is highly listenable. I can sit here and listen to this stuff all day. So mm -hmm. I'm just really enjoying it. So, uh, Natasha, is there anything you'd like to add before we go today? I just want everyone to know that as we're going through these shifts and changes and, you know, some of these days feel like they're knocking us across the head and shifting us into something that we're not really ready for, that as we keep walking forward, we'll find the why and just trust that it is worth walking forward because we're going to mm -hmm. be coming into a place where life will say, you did it. You're going to be okay. So just trust that process. Awesome. Regan? No, I'll be simple here. Just remember this phrase that um, kindness is love with work boots on. So mm -hmm. not always easy. You know, it, it takes a little bit of work. But if you do the work, it, it, you'll be well rewarded. Diana? We simply need to be. It's not about what we do, it's who we are. And the hard work is on working on being. We tend to be human doings, not human beings. So it's good to remind yourself that you're a human being, not a human mm -hmm. doing. And, and give yourself the ability simply to observe and not always analyze. Our little monkey minds get in the way too much. And if you can just sit back and take a deep breath and observe, and make life simple for yourself because it's a loving, caring thing to do. And it makes life a lot easier. So you subscribe to the gospel according to Sir Paul McCartney. Just let it be. Absolutely. <laughs> let it be. Let it be. Let just it be. Me. Let it be. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I just want to add, I did a, I did a, a show with uh, – um, with Corey Allen on Wednesday, and she was talking about her favorite cat of all time that she had to put down, and the cat's uh, uh, parting words to her was, no regrets. No regrets. So take your life, that's your last day, whenever that is, whether you're 47 or 105, and don't have any regrets. Leave it all on the table. And uh, I leave it all there. And then you can go back to the other side. And, and I trust me, I know this to be a fact. And Natasha will uh, um, verify and you guys will, too. When you do that and you leave it all on the playing field and you die on your last day and it's the best that you've ever done, the best that you can do, you get a standing ovation when you get to the other side. I know that for a fact, don't I? Well, even mm -hmm. if you don't, but at the same time, though, <laughs> you know, our soul gets more fulfilled. Yeah. You know, it, you know, like your friend who just passed, her having that fun time with communion with others, you know, her soul's going out with a yes instead of a, oh, you know. Yeah. And so with that, that, there's that moment where, you know, if we can just do that, find the joy where we can, find the kindness where we can, 
just make life a little bit more negotiable. Anybody got anything else they'd like to add before we close? Just know everybody's loved. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be here next week. We'll yeah. Thank you for saying that. I wish I'd have said that. That would have been a really good thing. <laughs> you can still say it. Okay. Yeah. We'll be here next week. <laughs> At 4 o'clock Pacific time. <laughs> yes, indeed. Tell your friends. Tell people that uh, you would like to influence, that, that they need some somebody positive to talk to. These three people are the best I can come up with. And they're, they're wonderful. So thank you all. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. And you guys have a great afternoon. We'll see you. Well, well, Natasha and I Wednesday, and then we'll see everybody here next uh, Monday at four. Yeah. Have a great day, everybody. Right. Bye. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.